We have special guests today. One that doesn't even get a mic. She just licks everybody's hands. Mm-hmm. It's Wednesday. Did you post a picture today? Yeah, I did. He did a destruction. Oh, do you post one every Wednesday? Every Wednesday. 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 You get a picture of Wednesday doing something. Today, it's a picture of the destruction that her and Milo did in the backyard. Welcome, Christy and Sarah. Welcome back, Sarah. Thank you. It's good to be back. How was your expedition to the uh, Great Alaska? It was gorgeous. It was beyond anything I could have ever imagined me liking. Did anybody get sick on the ship? Yes. Oh, who did? Uh, Me, Isaac, and Evelyn. (gasps) No, no, I mean like Like motion sickness. sickness. Yeah. Oh, like see, this just tells me I should never go on a ship because I get sick on a swing. We did so good. And then it was um, the second to last night, which is the fancy night, which is the free steak and lobster night. So not that I'm (laughs) bitter at all that I missed steak and lobster. My sweet husband tried to like bring it to the room for me. No. I opened it and I was all, no, that's the worst. (laughs) But everything else, it was absolutely gorgeous. It was really sad to open the window as we were over California (laughs) coming home because everything was snow-capped mountains and green Mm. and trees that I've never seen before. You were camping last week. Yes. How'd that go? That went very well, actually. It was our test run with our dog to see if she would keep us up all night. And she loved sleeping with us. So, And she also went paddleboarding with me unexpectedly. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. Which is your dream, right? That is my dream. Paddleboarding dog. My next thing will be able to do yoga on the board <laughs> with the dog. And then I will have arrived. And YouTube money coming in. Yes. <laughs> so that's excellent. Michael, how was your camping experience? Yeah. That's good. That was good. We went dry camping with uh, three families. We had eight adults and was 10 kids. Oh my so, God. Um, <laughs> it was fun. It was good. And you saw a bear? I did see a bear like 10 feet away from me. Was it a burden bear? Middle of the night, dark. It was a, it was a black bear looking for food. Oh my gosh. He said hello. He said hello. <laughs> my wife came out and scared the scared it and ran away. Never saw it again. So All right. Everything and nothing. Week 24, everything and nothing where we're going to look at Galatians 6, 1 through 5. Almost done with the book. Almost done. So this is the second week of the last chapter of the book of Galatians. This is something that I actually put in after I wrote verses one through five, because Paul talks about, you know, the fruit of the spirit and walking with the spirit. We come to this thing now where Paul in the middle of it all talks about how we're everything and nothing. Really that if we think that we are something when we are nothing, we're not going to bear one another's burdens. And understanding that we in ourselves are are nothing, we have no righteousness in ourselves. It only comes from Christ. But then also understanding when we are in Christ, we are everything. You know, God sees us as he sees Christ. And that gives us a worth and an identity. And today, a lot of people, I think, are trying to find their worth and identity in themselves and and what they do. And it leaves us just wanting more. And our culture today ends up being very religious, even though they claim you're not religious at all, because it is, it's, it's all religion. It's You do this thing, you agree with these movements, you get a part of this, and if you do enough things that we like you, well, then you're great. But if you don't, then you're canceled. You're out of the temple. You're out of fellowship. You're out of... Paul says, you don't need to base yourself on what your neighbor thinks about you. We base ourselves on what Christ has said. We are nothing in and of ourselves, and yet in Christ, we are everything. And that is how we will begin to love one another and live in each other's lives. 
Part of this where we think we're something when we don't understand the gospel is I think it leads to hypocrisy in our lives because we think we know the answers. We think we're great. And that causes us to put our own vision of how the world should be above God's vision of the world. And it causes a lot of people to be hypocrites. It's part of what causes, you know, the crusades, Mm. Uh, racism, it causes racism. You know, this mm-hmm. is this is what the kingdom of God is supposed to look like, not realizing the multi-ethnic vision that God has in the scriptures. I think any time that we think we are something when we're nothing, it leads to places of hypocrisy. Leading discussions, is that something you would encourage people to look at this week is our own personal hypocrisy in around the room and, and point those out or... Oh, yeah, I always love pointing things out. You do. No, point them out in yourself, <laughs> not for other people. Uh, so the word hypocrisy oh, ca- came from a mask that that people wore on stage. So it was like their mask of the character that they played. And Jesus is the one who takes that and uses it to talk about ourselves and being disingenuous. Our modern idea of hypocrisy actually comes from Jesus' definition. Wow. So, yeah, I think a good thing it'd be for people to talk about is what masks do we wear? Where do we think we are better than other people? That is. So I think a question could be if you had to define your own hypocrisy, you know, would it, not, not to be all negative, but, you know, what's, what's one of the things that you get drawn into in your own personal hypocrisy? And how would you answer that for yourself? I have a tendency to think that I work harder than other people. People voted the way I did. You know, the government's not the answer. It'd be a better place. Is that hypocrisy? Because I've always thought hypocrisy is you say one thing, but do another. Well, it is. But hypocrisy is also in those judgments. It makes me look at them and think that I am somehow better than they are when I'm not. By just judging them the way that I am, it shows I'm a hypocrite. Because what do I say? I believe in Jesus. Jesus Uh says not to judge in a condemning way. And it's exactly what I'm doing. I think there's an opposite side of that, too. And maybe it's a form of hypocrisy as well. When you're comparing yourself to other people and, well, they're holier than I am and they're doing this better than I am. And yet we have already, through Jesus, gotten our, whatever, our standing, if you will. And so I think that's something I struggle with a lot. I'm always comparing myself, especially in ministry. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, that youth person is doing this, this, and this. I should have been doing that. And why in the world was I led you know, to being a minister in the first place, I'm like the last person you would want. But I think there's also like kind of like you, you can kind of stand in that and think you're better because you're so humble because you Mm. don't think you're as good as that Well, Moses was the most humble man who ever lived. Mm. Oh. (laughs) By Moses. Yes. (laughs) Says, quoted. Moses. (laughs) Moses. Because I think we get fooled into thinking we're so humble Mm. because we don't, we're like, oh, I think I'm nothing. And this is, kind of how I lift Jesus up, but you don't, you lift yourself up. Because right. You're yeah. At I, that's, that's, that's a perfect thing because it's, who are we meant to compare ourselves to? We, we compare ourselves to Christ. Mm-hmm. That's it. We compare ourselves with Christ. And when we do that, oh, we are nothing. Mm-hmm. But because we're found in him, then we become something. Mm-hmm. What's Sarah, what's your hypocrisy? I, well, when you shared yours, I was like, yeah, I do that. And then you shared yours and I was like, oh, but I also do that. <laughs> so I think I am just lost. <laughs> I, I very much tend to err on the side of I when it's work related, I can do it quicker, better, faster. It's easier if I just do it. And then I'm forever telling everyone else how they need to delegate and ease their loads and or is it burdens? Uh, 
Mm. Uh, Someone didn't pay attention. <laughs> I would not have passed the quiz on Sunday. No, I think it Kelly would. Boros was really kind on Sunday. She she goes, you know, I never really thought about the difference of that. And she goes, now it makes per- perfect sense to me. I was like, perfect sense. I like the words perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of lifting yourself up. But then I also am the person who I, I definitely fall into the trap of comparing myself and usually comparing myself under like so-and-so's doing this with their kids or so-and-so's doing decorates their house this way or (laughs) cooks this way or, or even, yeah, in ministry, like look at how eloquently they speak or how quickly they can conjure up scripture. And, um, yeah, I tend to forget that I'm already made in Christ's image and I don't need to try and replicate someone else's image. But then that's the mask we wear, right? That we're super competent. We can do everything. Cause like on Sunday morning, I act like I've got it all together mm-hmm. and yet half the time I go home and I'm exhausted because I'm like, I should have been doing this. I should have said this, this way. It's very easy for me to turn on, on stage and wear that mask of the hyper happy rah, rah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a lot more pessimistic in real life. <laughs> What's your hypocrisy? So I was thinking about it. I, right now I'm feeling it in, 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 in the home life, in the sense of we have somebody with us who uh, is living under our roof, who's not a believer. And I want to be somebody about grace. I want to be somebody about who's constantly like points to Jesus. And then I think about how I'm parent and <laughs> I am not that first uh, <laughs> a lot. And, and I think, you know, and I, and I'm consciously aware that that is being, that is a witness to, to this girl and how I parent speaks volumes on how I see grace and extend grace to others. And so for me, there's this hypocrisy in my life of like, well, one for my kid too. Yes. But then also how it's viewed, uh, not under a microscope, but because she's around a lot. How does being made in God's image give us value even though we are nothing? How does the juxtaposition between nothing and something actually make sense once you understand who you are in Christ? For me, with the comparison thing, it it pulls me out of that. Not that it makes me feel like now I'm higher than, but it is that reminder that like he created me. He made me exactly how I am. And I need to stop looking at anything else but him, which is what you said earlier. Um and it, it does remind me that I have everything because of what he's given me, because of what he did for me. And without that, I am nothing. So being both at the same time. Well, you compare yourself to Jesus and then you're like, oh my, why am I even doing that? And yet he chose me. That's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't choose me. I think that's the hard part, right? You you hear the, the reality of what the scriptures speak that... You know, Christ gave his righteousness to us. When God looks at us, he sees the righteousness of Christ. And in my head, I can be like, okay, theologically, I believe this point. But in my heart, it's so hard to believe that, especially when I know how terrible I am. Maybe this is me judging other people, but when I when I look around the world and and hear people say just just the dumbest things like, it, the the guy that was on on the Grammys, right? Uh, Sam, what's mm-hmm. his name? The guy that mm-hmm. dressed like oh Smith, yeah, yes. dressed like devil. Uh, he's he's on Graham Norton, and to hear him talk, you would think he accepts himself the way that he is. He just and when you look at him and what he does, you know that's not true. Mm-hmm. 
just by looking at the layers of falsity that he has placed in his life, you know that's not true. And you you just see everybody and, and you hear people when they when they get older. Like a lot of these actors, right, who have rented all the, you, they get older and they go, yeah, I, I realized when I was younger, I was doing this, this and this. But when they were younger, they would tell you, no, I'm happy with myself. No, I'm great. No. And yet when they get older, they start to say, yeah, I'd go to therapy because of these things. And, and you just see it because you know the reality. And I think when you understand who we are in Christ, the nothing and everything, you can, you can see that hypocrisy, even though they wouldn't think that's what it is. You're, we're trying to... Uh, like the, the scriptures talks about, we're trying to clothe our shame. We're trying to clothe ourselves with something. And the only thing that we can really clothe ourselves is with, is with Christ. Because when we do that, then we can actually be who we are. We don't have to hide who we are. And th- that is the the beauty of what Jesus calls us into. So hopefully this week we will take more seriously that we are nothing, but also we are everything because we are something, not because of our work, but in God's work on our behalf. And that when we stand before God at the end of this life, it's his record that we stand with, not ours. And so therefore we can live with much more freedom and grace and peace in the parenting, in the everyday aspects of life. It's 1130. Okay, gotta go. You can wrap this up or I just gonna go. I'll wrap it up. Okay. With these sweet hip hop Chrissy headphones on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wednesday's gonna eat them right now. And there's the closing <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> yeah.